The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This will go down as a TKO victory for Matoush Kamrot. I am a complete fighter, you know. I very hard training, jiu-jitsu, striking, wrestling. I am. I think I'm going to be a problem for everybody in this division. Mateo! Let's just throw caution to the wind. I, th- I believe in my power, and I just wanted to stand and trade with him. AJ Thompson! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I will, as we start, before we bring in the first of our three guests, apologize for a little background noise. Um, my construction is finished. As you can see, my bedroom is still a shithole. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, I'm funny. sorry. You said background noise. I thought anybody that's watching this and they see the background, like the visual. I thought you were filming something. I thought you were filming an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> it does look very messy. What is, ha- what is going on? That, that's it's very embarrassing. Well, I I know no, it really it's not, is. It's we not, it's not, it's not. Now we were living out of my room for ten months, mm-hmm. and now that uh, because we are taping, we're doing a UFC watch along uh, for <gasps> UFC two eighty. My uh, just Matt and myself once again. It's been over a year. And we're doing it in my living room. I just got my sofa and all my rugs back yesterday. They were in 10 months of storage. So before they come in with a film crew and I subject fucking poor Matt, yeah. I'm having them cleaned Jimmy. and washed so you don't sit in a dirty area. Jimmy. You but know, it's loud. I apologize. You know, you know I'm a fucking animal. You know I'm a I know. Animal. You know what I mean? Hey, you know who we're having on later? Look at the shirt I'm wearing now. Look. Crow mags. Yes. Oh, I know Jack Osborne isn't in a, a rock band, no, but his not. dad is Ozzy Osborne. Is that his dad? Yeah. Oh. You're friends with him. And now the Cro-Mags, he wasn't in that band, but my, my friend Harley Flanagan is in that band, the Cro-Mags. And I figured it's the same type of music. I don't listen to the, the headbanger, bite off the head of a bat shit. I don't listen. It's not my thing. I'm sure it's Jack good. knows Harley, yeah. He knows everyone. Well, I like the name drop. You know, because when he sees it, like, who's this bald gentleman? He's like, he's not a, a down with what I'm down. And then I'll go like this. Look in the screen. Look what I see. What's up, buddy? Kind of cringy now. I'm sorry. No, should, no. I change, should I change my shirt? Because no. I don't know one song 
I just know my buddy's in the band. Our first guest, we now Jack will be on a little later. AJ Dobson's appearing. Our first guest, uh, yes! fighting Benil Dariush, uh, Matoush Gamrot is fighting. Um, they're on the main card. Let me see what fight they are exactly. Uh, it's a very, very hectic uh, weekend coming up. I get to see Matt. We get to watch. I get literally get to sit with my friend and watch the fight. They are the second fight up. Uh, uh, after uh, Chukagi and uh, Firo on the uh, main card. So we'll get Mateusz. I want to make sure, too, I've heard his name pronounced Mateusz and uh, Mateusz, and I want to make sure I'm saying it properly, so I'm going to ask him. I think we got some people in the... Uh, I got. We got. I want to catch up with you, though. I yes, buddy. Yes, but I want to talk to you. We have plenty of time. We can chat about anything you like. His fight with Sarukian was fucking amazing. I told you to... Ah, God damn it! Didn't I tell you to watch that? I did watch it. All right. But well, I mean, so it was the main event. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it make you feel? Uh, oh, oh, oh! I got what you're saying. There, oh, yeah. Talking about Gamrot's fight, like he's here. I want to make sure I've heard your name pronounced a couple of different ways. Uh, Mateus, Mateus. I want to say your name properly. What is the proper name to say your first name? Mateus. Oh, Mateus. Okay, it is right. Okay. Mateus from Poland. Mateusz. But I want to ask, like, which is better, like that or like that? That's the other better. way. That's this there way. you go. Yeah, because that's, that's full. Great. Thank you, sir. Okay, great. And now, where are you now? You're in, obviously in Abu Dhabi? Yes. When did you arrive? How much time do you give yourself to adjust? Uh, last, last Wednesday, I come to Abu Dhabi like 11 days before to show. Have you adjusted to the time? Because that's such a huge difference. Uh, or, or are you still kind of upside down or you've kind of settled in? One more piece. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is the, are I wanna, you? I wanna say that the English my second language, and sometimes I can't like problem to understand, you know. But I try. That's no my fault. Problem. My my friend is talking very fast. I'm. I apologize. I talk fast. <laughs> are you? Have you adjusted to the time yet? Uh, I'm feeling great. You know, acclimatization was really really great, but. The, but great, so everything going like I wanna do it. Good. Your your first martial art was it wrestling? I mean, was wrestling your first discipline? Did you learn wrestling first as a child? How old? Exactly, exactly. Wrestling is my DNA in my health. When I was uh, ten years old, I started my my first training. Ten years old. Now, yes. When did you start your striking? Ten years old, you started wrestling. You're a grappler. When did you start your punching and your kicking? Uh, mm, well, I started wrestling when I was ten years. I was wrestler in the Polish national team, and when I finished my high school, uh, when I was twenty-one ten years, then I to translate MMA and I start striking. So this was like ten years ago. Did you fight when you were a kid? Because what made you start training? Did you fight in your neighborhood or did you just want to learn to fight? Like sports fight is, 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 is my life. You know, when I was kids, this is maybe not good, but many times I fight in the street, you know, yeah. <laughs> my many, my, my, a lot of friends going to wrestling school, wrestling gym and movie. Okay. Like my neighbors. Okay. We're going together. And one time my my friends finish, but me, 
I keep going, keep going, keep going, and I am here in Abu Dhabi today. <laughs> where did, for, for everybody listening, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Poland to small village, Kudowa Zdruj. Uh, this city I started training, but then like two years more, I moved to different city. When was the best gym in the, in the, in the, in the Poland, you know, naturality. And then I trained this gym. I sleep dorms. You know, I, don't, I didn't sleep in my house with my family. I moved to dorms, different city. And then uh, I live with my friends, one room, you know, like four people, one room. And everybody go to training. How popular, how popular is MMA in, in, in Poland, the UFC and, and MMA in general? Mm, it's popular now like every every year is growing is growing because in, in Poland we have uh, the biggest organization in Europe KSW and when I when I start fighting MMA I was in KSW uh, fighter I I get 17-0 record two double champion two division and yeah and because KSW growing in in, in Poland Congratulations. Now we, have, oh. now we have former two champions like Joanna. Joanna Jacek is from Poland. She was five times uh, UFC champion. And uh, Jan Błachowicz, light heavyweight guy. Um, you just signed your contract with the UFC too. Uh, you just signed a new contract? Uh, yes, I signed new contract before, before my fight with Benil Darius. Congratulations. <laughs> How many fights? How many fights? Four. Four fights. That's... That must make you feel very relaxed that you know that you have four, at least four fights coming up. Yeah, this is going to be my first fight in the new contract, but I am so happy that, uh, with this new contract. You know, I have manager from American top team, Dan Lambert. He's a oh. big, big person in MMA, in, in, in the UFC, that I, I am happy that I can work with him. The lightweight, oh, sorry, Matt. The lightweight division is, is very stacked. What do you think of the main event between Oliveira and Makachev? Yeah, you are right. It's very stacked. Too many superstars in this division, you know. <laughs> and like main event UFC 280, I see this is uh, unbelievable fight, you know. I, I think if Islam doesn't make stupid mistake this fight, I think he should do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, of course, of course, Oliveira is dangerous fighter. He's striking in, in jiu-jitsu. Uh, but I think like uh, yeah. Islam have more tools to, to beat him, you know, in, in the ground. Like strong, big, good wrestler, you know, controlling the, controlling the head, make pressure, make pressure, make tired, and that's it. Yeah. Now, you, you fought some good names like uh, Jeremy Stevens, yep. uh, Diego Ferreira, tough guys, tough guys. Submitted oh, Jeremy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, submitted. So uh, Benil Darush, Darush, is he this? This is the biggest, the biggest now name. So when you got this name, when you got Benil, how excited were you to get a name, a, a guy ranked as high as him? I am super excited, you know, uh, Benil is one of the best guys in the lightweight division. He's number six. He has seven win fight streak. Uh, he's all rounder, dangerous ev everywhere, you know. Uh, they, but, you know, if you climb to Mount Everest, 
you need checkpoint. Yeah. Now the checkpoint is for the, the Darius for me, but this is the highest checkpoint. I think he's great, great fighter. Sorry. <laughs> he's a no, great no, fighter. He's great fighter. I am so happy because everything I part, my next opponent is higher ranking, higher ranking. But if I, if I be honest, I don't see change how he can win with me. What do you think about the fact that Benil, he hasn't been taken down in five years. He hasn't been taken to the ground. Nobody got a takedown on him, Gamrod, in five years. Excellent. Waiting to upcoming Saturday night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we're going to ground. And I hope so because my last opponent was when I keep taking down, everybody get up, get up. Now I, now I hope so, and I accept that I can roll with with Darius in the ground. You know, I accept excellent fight in the jujitsu fight. What do you yeah. believe? Uh, what What do you think of his ground game? Of Benil's ground My game? or or Darius? Uh, Darius? I know you think yours is excellent. Yours yeah. is excellent. What do you think of Benil's? Yeah, Benil Benil Darius is excellent grappler. Like. Ten years ago, he was world champion in BJJ. Yeah, probably high level, very, very strong, very big, put pressure on the time. But this is my matchup dreams. You know, I, I want to fight like fight of the best, one of the best guys in the division. When I signed contract in UFC two years ago, this was my goal, fighting with the best guy. And now my my dreams come true. You know, I'm living in American dream, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and uh, you, are you, you've been sparring with Dustin Poirier? Yes. Um, do you think you'll ever have to, because I think right now he's ranked second. What would you, is he somebody that you would fight if you had to fight? My fight with Dustin? If, you, if they asked you to fight, yeah. Uh, I don't thinking about yet, you know, because I have big tests behind me. Uh, but we are, we are together from one gym. I have managers from American top team. I hope soon we we never meet together, you know, because yeah. Dustin is a great person. He helped me a lot. He gave me tricks in uh, like uh, MMA experience and striking, striking still. I hope so we never meet together. <laughs> right, because you're friends. We are friends and teammates, you know. Uh, this is not, not good for, for, for team, for uh, gym, for everybody from Florida. But then, what do you like to do when you're not training? What do you like to, when you want to, uh, the day off, what do you like to do? You go for a walk, the movies, you read a book. Give me a hobby. Mm -hmm. I have two kids. My ah. daughter, have, uh, five, she has five years old and my son, two years. Okay. If I don't go into training, I have a lot of work, you know. <laughs> I understand. This time, understand. Yeah. This time, I bring my family to Florida with my camp. And this was like, when I finish my work in gym, I'm going to home another job. Yes. <laughs> Play with kids, you know. <laughs> Good for your cardio. Yeah, you're getting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But to be honest, you know, I do it in my life only sport. Everything what I'm doing in my life, only to sport, to sport. Like when I have Saturday and Sunday, I, I like a dress doing nothing you know but if you have family everything you have you can do it something do you travel with uh your wife and kids or do you like to go fight uh, alone with just your team um 
no, no, no. Now I, I bring my family to American Top Team. We, we go to, to together. But four weeks before event, my family back to Poland because, you know, I need to 100 focus, just meditation, med meditation, like no excuses to around me. Right. You don't want to have yeah. the, the regular like, distractions. And yeah, distraction, exactly. Distraction, sorry. And moment when I when I, I am here in Abu Dhabi on different show, this is like war. You know, I this is not time for family and kids. This is my my idea, you know. When I come to the Abu Dhabi, just more wood, more, uh, best mode and nothing more. Just my friends and everybody thinking about just what I can do in that bring the uh, get the win. Business. Yeah. Gotta take care of business. Business and, and war, you know, business and war. We are fighters, you know. I gonna, yeah. when I step to octagon, Benil Darius wanna kill me, you know, break my head. And I have yeah. to be ready. It's, right. it's true, Jimmy. Yeah, that's very true. Do you do anything um, when you're in uh, Abu Dhabi? Will you go out and see the city or do you only focus on training? Just focus. Just focus, cut weight, meditation, you know, uh, read booking. Uh, that's it, you know. I am here to work. I wanna be the best in the world. I can, I can do it in the city, play something. This time gonna be after fight. Right. Well, you're, doing some, you're doing something right, cause I mean, look at your record. You're, you're, you're 21 and one. Only one loss in the UFC by split decision, and that was over a couple of years ago. So I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I try. I try to be fired. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Two years ago, I signed contract and I get first loss. But this was difficult situation because I did three fights with three months. You know, yeah. because I wanna finish my contract with UFC. I did quickly two fights and then UFC tell me, okay, okay, we have fight for you. Five, five, five weeks. Five weeks. And. Because contract with UFC was my dream. I say, okay, no problem. Give me fight. Give me fight. And you know what is it? Sometimes yeah. it's good when, when you did fight and you, you, you need rest. Like a couple months, like more motivation, more extra. And then going one more. A hundred percent. And you, hey, you've been right since, hey, since yeah. then. You've you shown, you know, you do, uh, not, one, uh, not one loss. You're doing it right, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And ha and uh, do you train with Bo Nickel? He trains where you guys are? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes yes. I meet him in the American Top Team. Great person. He is wrestler like me, so we have the same vibes, you know. <laughs> I'm super super excited that he signed contract with UFC. Yeah, it's great. What do you think of him as a prospect, as a young fighter? <laughs> He's big prospect, and it is funny. Because I thinking oh, uh, Adesanya is champion right now the middleweight division, yeah. Both yeah. signed uh, contract right now. But if he meet, for example, right now, I I believe that Bo can beat him in in uh, in Adesanya, you know, because Adesanya is just striker. Bo is excellent wrestler from uh, from USA, so he has a great ground game to beat everybody in this division. Well, the so, only loss, oh, sorry, Matt, the only loss for Adesanya, he went up in weight, was to Jan, who put him on the ground. Um, and, uh, you know, Jan is a lot bigger, and, you know, I, I respected Israel for doing that, but he did show that he has a hard time with a guy who's as good as Jan on the ground. 
Exactly, exactly. You know, Jan is an excellent fighter and a great person in, in life, you know. Many years ago, we trained together in one gym. I excellent good uh, know this guy. Great fighter and I hope so now he he has next fight in December. I hope so he beat in Ankalaev and then get the next title shot. Uh, you know, I could tell, you know, you're a great fighter, but I can see how much you love the wrestling. Like the wrestling, I could tell is... Like you, you root if there's fighters on the card, one guy's taekwondo, whatever, jujitsu. One guy's you go for the wrestler. You like the wrestling? Is that like in? Oh, I love it. I I love it. Wrestling. Wrestling is my DNA. You know, and every single fight I show my wrestling skills. But every right. single fight is different technique. Not all the time right. double leg, double leg, single leg. No, I like mix both. Something here, something here. Oh, look this, look this. Boom. Go to feel uncle, for, for example, you know. But you are a wrestler too, right? I, I'm a jujitsu man. I'm a black belt in jujitsu. So, but the I can, is good. Yeah, I like the takedowns. But I'll go to my guard and I'll look for an Ashigarami. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, we're, we're both grapplers. We love it. But uh, grapplers, HP, yeah. I have nothing else. I can't wait to see this man fight. Yeah. You know, um, thank you. And, thank you. I am super ready. I am super ready because. When I when I am in Florida, you know, I am feel I am in great company in ATT. You know, when I train, I am feeling like I'm growing every single day. Feel strong, fast, super fit. Well, uh, Mateusz, did I say it right? Am I saying it properly? One more, please. Mateusz, did I say it right? Yeah, right. Good. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us. Have a great fight against Benil. Really looking forward to this. Your fight with uh, Sarukian was, uh, you know, an incredible fight, and congratulations on that. And uh, you're a very, very exciting fighter. So we can't wait to see you fight on Saturday. Thank you so much. I am happy that, like, Sarukian, one of dangerous men in this division, is behind me. Yeah, yeah. You know, this fight done. was three, three months ago, but I feeling now I am different animal. I am physically and, and mentality. Now yeah. I am 31 years old. I feeling like I have in my prime time. Yep. Beautiful. All right. Hey, best have, have a great bro. fight. Yeah. Take care, my man. Nice talking hey, to you. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. you, guys. See you next time. Uh, yes. Take care, Take care man. Can't wait. Take care. Bye. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head -head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. 
take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 stake. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. Hey, that's going to be a great fight. Yeah, he seems very confident. Uh, he's a nice guy, and he just seems ready. Then again, Benil is confident and a nice guy, too. So. Yeah, but if he could sing, though, Gamrod, he would say, Benil won't like it. See, Rock I'm on. Rock the Casbah. Benil won't like it. I don't know. Maybe he will like it. Come back. Come I'm back. back. Now, yeah. the problem is when you're over yes. on Saturday, when we're oh. watching. Oh. I can't X out my the box. Oh, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to look right in your eyes when I do it. <laughs> and you're going to turn away. I'm going to take your chin like one of those movies. I'm going to make you look at me. Like I know. Good, good luck grabbing my chin. Good luck finding it. Oh, I'll find stuff. one of them. No, no, yeah, oh, no. Jimmy, you lost the weight. Oh, That's come on. Point. I lost some weight. I'm not there yet. You lost a lot of weight. Even your oh, face. thank you, man. You know when your face starts to I, I was going to make a double chin joke, but it's actually looking like chiseled a little bit. Like, it's getting there. Look, you know what? That's what's good about having a little facial hair. Because if I normally do this, look. <laughs> yeah, but you have abs. That, that looks like I still look like a fat guy, though. Look. Yeah. No? No, you don't look like a fat guy. Anyway. I look no, like Augustus. Augustus! Get Augustus! Out of Augustus! Hey, is it, did, did you find his Augustus's mom, even though she was heavy, did you find her strangely attractive? No. No, I didn't Me find either. her sexy. Oh, no, dude. Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes you got to fight in that open weight class. Let me I tell know. you. Oh, Augustus. Look at this. She's all a like, little perky. No, 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 man. I, I did not. No, Jimmy, no. <laughs> please. Out of all the girls that have a crush on Augustus's mom. Come yeah. on. Man. Yeah. I'd rather bang yeah. one of the old ladies in Charlie Bucket's house. Who the fuck well, is Charlie Bucket? Char Willy Wonka and the Chocolate ah, Factory. Charlie's the guy in the bed. No, they must. Charlie's talk. the kid. Oh, Charlie's the kid. That's right. And then but the grandpa. The, they would, uh, the grandpa, and it was like five of them in, the, in a bed. Oh, shit in the bed. It was, must have been think, awful. I think that must smell like under those covers. You exactly. And all, a nursing home. A nursing they must, home. They must all be soiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're poor. Both two grandparents trying to fuck. Yeah, just terrible. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, like he finds out that they're going to the factory, and it's like he did a fucking. I know now he's up and out of bed. An adrenaline, like he got a fucking shot of adrenaline in his heart. He starts getting up. Whoa! He's doing hey, a fucking dance. We should do a few picks. Yes, um, this is an incredible card. Jimmy, uh, which which one do you want to start with? I don't know, but can I tell you really quick? My gym is like, my school is like fifteen minutes away. 20, yep. 20 tops if it's traffic. But uh, so I I I, sh I made a mistake the other day. Did I, tell, I don't know if I told you this the other day, but I, I made a mistake. I, I thought that, like I had to take a leak, but I wasn't sure. But yeah. I'm like, whatever. I'll just be at the school in two seconds. But it's really not two seconds. It's kind of no. long than I thought. So I um, it was in the morning. It was like um, I do the seven a.m. class. So this is around like almost before six in the morning. So really quick, Jimmy, I turn off the exit. And there's a car going so fuck. There's nobody on the road. This one card going so fucking slow, dude. And I could, I, I could, I'm not even a two minutes away, but I'm not making it. How about this? Not making it, Jimmy. I'm not making it. I got, I got to be. I'm not gonna make it. So 
thank goodness I had an empty coffee cup. Yeah. And it was pretty large. It was a large one. So you know what I do? I sure. do what I have to do. I take it out and I put the whole thing and I put the, I put, I put my main, my, I'm going to try to clean it up because there's people listening to this kids in the sure. car. So I put the main thing in there and I put the, I put the, uh, the couple of berries in there too. You know I'm I mean? try, yeah, I have no doubt that you, you're you know, fitting everything. I'm not going to say twig and berries because it ain't a twig, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, okay, Jimmy. But listen to me. I put the old meat and potatoes in there, right? Yeah. So, but now I'm going. I'm the Slim Jim and grapes. Well, no, no, that's a horrible visual. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I'm I'm pissing down Round Swamp Road, right? And I'm like, oh, thank God. But it's so bad that I don't even feel like I'm going. It's just going, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, the berries start getting a little wet. So that's how it's getting on. It's feeling like <laughs> Jimmy. I don't want to. I don't want to get into a TMI. Yeah. But I feel like I'm. Yeah. I'm tea. You're bag. steeping your bag. I'm tea. Yes. Total tea bag, and it's warm, and it's not good because I'm a very. I don't. I'm not happy about this. Sure. Because like, it starts on the berries, and then what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's oh, all like, of a sudden in the pubes. I, I gotta. I go. This is. I go. I go. This is not good. I go. Am I hopefully I'm coming to an end here? And I did. But I'm. I meanwhile, I'm dunking my berries. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And I got the. And I got my 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 my. You know the trunk out of it. You know. So then I get there. Then I got had a t-shirt, like in the back seat. I reached back. So yeah. when I took them out. I I put them on there. So I didn't get on my clothes. And then I made it in. And I dumped out there. So it was what we call Jimmy. A close call. You want to so get yourself something. something. Matt, you want to get yourself something. I have no, something I that I don't know. No, I drive with it's in oh. the car all the time. It's shaped like almost like a banana and you can I piss into that. it. It's an amazing thing. It saved got, me. I got something called pride. Yeah. I don't have to piss in the car. Usually. You're dipping your bag into a, 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 oh, a yeah. cup full of your own tinkle. It wasn't good. It no. wasn't good, but I made it and it's what we call a close call. Let's talk about some fights. Yeah, great, great, great call. Whatever fight you want to start with. Um, do you want to start with Taylor uh, oh, Chukagian against uh, Manon Firio? Yes, but as we're talking about that, I'm watching the, I'm watching your buddy Jack Osborne hit some pads. No, he's sparring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he took Taekwondo. What is he doing? Tell him not to put his head straight up in the air like that. I'll give him a punch right in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but, tell him. That was, no, was, 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 was up to him. Dude, he's... No, no, that's nice though. He's working though. Yeah, he's working. I like that. Yeah. Right, let's get back there. Why would I? I'm not threatening that guy. He's, no, I know what you mean. I'm joking around. I just wanted to keep his head off the line. Um, what were we talking about now? Uh, uh Manon, Manon Furion. I always say her name wrong. It's a French name. It's hard to say, but she is a fucking killer. She's nine and one fighting our pal Caitlin Chukagian. Opening fight. Caitlin's eighteen and four. Though. I mean, let's be honest. Caitlin's on I think a four or five fight win streak. Um. How many fights has Caitlin won in a row? I'm going to look that up, actually. Uh, I think you look that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, buddy. You know? I'm not going to guess. Uh, AJ Dobson only fought once in the UFC, and he lost. But who did he lose to? Oh, who did he lose to? He lost to Jacob uh, Malcolm. But that, I want to see if that was on, on regular notice. Or, uh, or if it was in short, short notice, I should say. Yeah, she's won five out of six. Born in Brooklyn. Oh, that was on short nitus. All right. Short nitus? Leave me alone, Jimmy. You said short nitus. I said short notice. You didn't hear because your thing's oh, going. Oh, I'm sorry. Back. You're right. Listen. <laughs> oh, shit. He's got, he's got, he's got fucking, wait a second. He's got Mark 
Coleman as his mentor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I know it was uh, Shamrock. Frank Shamrock is what got him interested in UFC. Very interesting. And who did? Ken Shamrock, I believe. Or Frank Shamrock. Might have been Ken. All I know One of the Shamrocks. He's, being, he's, known for be, he's being known for being a striker, you know? And his, and his, his main mentor is Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman, he's not, he's not hands of fire Coleman. He's the king of the, he's the godfather of ground and pound or whatever. You know what I mean? That old hands on fire, that's going to hit you later when you're driving, didn't you? When you're uh, on the fucking train. You go, ah, he doesn't have great hands. Matt was joking around. Let's get him. He's in the way to. Hey, hey, look at it, you fuck. Look, I'm the champion. The dad joke champion. You see, sucker? Let's get him in. There you are. There you go. You hey, good son of a gun. Good. What's How are you? Nice to meet you, AJ. You too, sir. It's an honor. You were born in Brooklyn? Yes, sir. How wait? Oh, and then you moved to Jersey as a kid. I was gonna wonder yeah. why. We're in Jersey. What's that? Oh, where I grew up in New Jersey. Whereabouts? Uh Somerset. Central. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in North Brunswick, yeah. so not too far away. Yeah. Where where were you living when you started training? Um, I was in Columbus. Uh so I moved to Ohio uh right before seventh grade. Um, oh. and then started training when I was like 19 after I graduated and stuff. So, so while uh, your parents did some, was there a job transfer or military? What made you go to, uh, Columbus? Yeah. My mom worked for, uh, for chase. And I think when they acquired uh, bank one or something like that, she moved to Ohio. Oh, that must've sucked right before you start seventh grade. Like, how does your mom tell you? Like, look, this is happening. And do you fight it? Or, or how do you, how, how is that? That's very, it's a tough time to move. Growing up with a single mother, um, you know, it was wasn't even an option. Just hey, we're moving. So okay, and that was it. I, I accepted. And my mom's Jamaican, so wasn't even any debating on that. Oh, okay. So now, have you been back? Have you been out of Jamaica? I've never been. Yeah, I used to go like almost two times a year, every year for a while. I kind of stopped uh, after high school and stuff, but hopefully after this fight, I can go back. Oh, okay. So I'm hearing that you found out you found MMA through Ken Shamrock. How'd that happen? Well, no, I was a big fan of uh, professional wrestling. Um, oh. And Shamrock used to have the, the short gloves and everything like that. And that's when, you know, I kind of knew about MMA back then. I never really got into it then, but I found out about it uh, through Ken Shamrock. And then when I got older, I fell in love with it. Oh, and you're also a lot of guys in MMA. Like I, I was a big wrestling fan many years ago, like WWE, but I don't really watch it anymore. But I'm amazed at how many fighters really love WWE. Uh, do you still watch it or did you kind of transition away from it? Not really. Um, I have a respect for it. It's, it's a brutal sport. You know, yeah. it, uh, it takes a lot of talent and their, their schedule is unbelievable. So I have a lot of respect for it. And I watch a couple of guys that, that, um, that, you know, really take the sport well and everything like that but in terms of like the the popular wrestling i'm not really a fan of that now could we really call it a sport sports entertainment <laughs> I mean, you're about to fight in a sport you're about to be locked in a cage with another man trying to do bodily harm to you and you to him <laughs> there's a lot at stake there was a yeah. girl at my school nice girl and she was telling people she does the fake pro the, the, the pro wrestling you know the fake stuff yeah like, is anybody coming to my match i finally got a title shot it's like <laughs> What? what? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing. It's the same as a kid going, "Hey, you want to see me play in a play? I'm going to play a fucking uh, fighter in a fucking play." Uh, you know, it's not the, it's not the real thing. Yeah. You don't really have a title shot. What are you talking? 
they get hurt and like those bumps are so brutal like i respect the hell out of wrestling but yeah it technically it really isn't a sport but yeah man it's like calling a stuntman a fucking professional athlete i mean they're professional <laughs> well they're but they are though in a weird way it's yeah. just a different level like the guys in wrestling do a lot of shit like jumping off that top rope and landing stomach first yeah. and figuring out how to not to both die yeah. um yeah. those the way stone cold would drop people and like the fact that a bunch of necks weren't broken nah. like they're pretty yeah. good at coming Ooh. close to fucking you up but then all of a sudden the move works where you don't get really really hurt what really like the simple moves like the simple moves hurt like a leg drop or like you know a uh, 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 German suplex moves that you think oh like really simple like really hurt people so you right. know it's one of those sports I would never do but I definitely respect it. it, it yeah, it's one of those things where I I am I hey who knows it might be worse on your body than MMA. But the Absolutely. only reason I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a sport is because we know who's winning and losing before we yeah. even shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I don't like when they step and punch, like when they <laughs> step on the floor and punch. That's I've never seen. No matter how good a striker, what's that? Or slap their leg with the kick. Yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, not the same. Yeah. Or when they, they still sell it. It's like a yeah, it's a little showmanship. And you were also <laughs> in theater, too. So I guess a part of you understands that acting. How many years did you take theater? Um, so I was a theater kid um, all through uh, elementary school, and I stopped it as soon as I moved right. to Ohio. I was like, try being a jock. So, Oh, okay. Now, did you not like the reputation of acting, and you're like, I'm, I don't want these guys to know I act, or did you just lose interest in it when you were a kid? Not necessarily. And honestly, if I had to redo it, I wish I would have never like played football or anything like that and would have just sticked with uh, drama and then did like found an MMA gym or something like that versus doing all this other stuff, but... You know, definitely something I wouldn't mind getting back into, but it was definitely my love when I was a child. Aren't you glad you didn't play? Sorry, Matt. Aren't you glad you didn't play football for long? The amount of damage you take so much less damage in MMA than you do in football to your head. And I only played football for two years. Like they, they literally, one of the coaches had to come to my house and beg my mom for me to play my junior year. So I played junior year and senior year, and I still got more injured in those two years than I ever have playing uh, doing MMA. Yeah, but yeah, that's overrated. Very dangerous. Now you yeah. got, you have one fight in the UFC, and it is a loss, but to, to, to Jacob uh, uh, Malcone. But let, let's let's be uh, fair about this. It was a short notice fight on your on your part, right? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think the the biggest uh, thing I take away from that is uh, I'm not Superman. I w I went came into that fight really injured, and I had a lot of nagging injuries that I should have taken care of. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest. A bucket handle meniscus tear. Uh, do road work. I couldn't do jujitsu or wrestling or anything like that. So it's one of those things where I kind of just had to get out of my own way and be adult about it. But I learned my lesson. So we had Michael Chandler on Monday, and he mentioned a bucket handle tear. I, I had never heard that expression, and I've heard it twice in a week. Uh, is, is that worse than a full tear? Yeah. So like a full, uh, like a regular tear is just like you know a part of it phrase. The bucket handle. Um, in the middle of it, it looks like a um, like a like a handle. So right. like the, the meniscus is like, is like this versus like a regular meniscus that, that'll look like this. Like a, bu a bucket handle looks like that, like because it's a, it's open in the middle. Um, and I had it for so long that the front part of it kind of flipped back behind my knee. So when I got the surgery, like usually like a bucket handle, you know, or a meniscus tear, it cleans up really easily. Like 15 minutes, they go in and snip. But mine, it took like 35, 40 minutes because they had to dig it out from my knee and 
was just stupid on my part. Are you fully out while they're doing that, or is it? Uh... Yeah, I'm, I was I was completely out. It felt like two seconds to me, but the doctor came in and really had to like told my girlfriend and everything like you know I don't know you know how he's gonna react to the surgery. I had to take a lot of the meniscus out and all that stuff. So, how long before you could train once you came out? Um. Well, they said to wait like a, a good couple months, but I, I I was back training after like eight eight weeks. So. So is it scary? Like you said that you kind of wish you had taken care of your injuries. Is part of it because like, hey, it's the first fight they're offering me. And I don't want to say no. It's like being late your first day of work. Was that what it was? Well, like after, uh, like right after the Contender Series fight, they're actually going to have me fight uh, that weekend. And it was going to like break the record for the fastest turnaround yeah. fight in UFC. But my hand was also hurt. Like I had a bunch of injuries. My hand was like, I couldn't even close my hand, so I couldn't take that fight. So I felt like I was letting them down. So I was like, ah. So they uh, offered me a, another fight um, right after that. And I was like, I'll take it. No problem. Sure. So, just one of those things, you know, want to please everybody, want to be exciting, want to stay in the fans' eyes. You know, the sport moves so fast. I just wanted to, to stay out there. But Yeah, any momentum, you want to ride it. Yeah. AJ, you got a relationship with uh, your friends with uh, Mark Coleman? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah, Mark how, do we, how, how do we know Mark, uh, the, the former champion? Well, uh, I was a longtime training partner of uh, Matt Brown, and uh, oh. Coleman's from well. So uh, Matt invited him uh, to his gym to help him out for one of his camps, and he took a liking to me, and uh, he's been working with me ever since. So it's, been honest, it's honestly been a blessing to have him. It's, it's been so amazing. Yeah, because veterans, I think, are also – much cooler under pressure too because there's really everything they've seen there's nothing that's going to happen to you in a fight that they haven't been through or watched a hundred times so i guess there's a calming presence to that as well someone who's been around as long as mark coleman absolutely someone that's been around and won so much won almost every level and really just gives me a peace of mind when i ah oh, you know i'm feeling this way and he's like it's completely normal like everyone feels that way like it's fine so yeah he's really good for my mental but you are adjusted to the time at this point? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm adjusted to it at this time. I don't know if you heard me before, but I said um, I uh, was able to train at 1030. Uh, my time would be the, the fight time uh, that I'd fight in Abu Dhabi. So. Oh, so you adjusted before you left? Yeah, yeah. For weeks, for weeks. This whole camp, I was having my hardest session in the morning. Oh, okay. And are you doing anything? We just had... Uh um, Tausch Gamrod on and asked them the same question. Do you do anything when you're in the city or are you just, you, you don't want to leave the hotel. You just want to focus or will you go out and unwind and take your mind off things? Um, I mean, seeing as how I got here a little late, uh, it's probably, you know, too late to kind of wander around or do anything. So I've kind of just been focusing up, staying in the hotel and I mean, it's a big hotel. So, I mean, I can get lost in here. So I'm not really too worried. about. Do you ever look around and think about like, Man, I, I started this thing and now look at me. I'm in I'm in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Every, every especially uh, you know, uh, like you said, having Mark Coleman in my corner, just being able to or Matt Brown training with those guys, seeing their numbers in my phone, seeing them text me, you know, every day I'm like, man, you know, I've been at this for for 10 years, you know what I mean? So like, you know, it every time every chance I get, I do sit back and you know, think about how lucky I am and really embrace the moment. What do you like to do when you're not training? For I want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. What do you like to do in downtime? When you um, you know, pretty boring, man. I, you know, I've, I've been at this dream for so long. Um, I mean, the only thing I really do besides, you know, play video games, hang out with my girl, 
um, is uh, my business. I have a, a health and wellness business. Um, when I injured my knee um, and I couldn't fight and I couldn't do anything, I had to figure out a way to kind of, you know, generate money and while uh, helping myself, you know, get better without surgery. As a, again, fighter, I can't really get surgery or anything like that. So I was yeah. looking up a lot of like uh, natural remedies to, to help my knee. And one of the things that I found was uh, this product called CMOS. And, um, you know, I'm Jamaican. So, you know, CMOS is something that's been a part of our culture for years. Me being in Ohio, um, it's not really uh, there. You know I mean? No one really knows about it. So uh, my grandma actually reminded me of it. Uh, I started taking and it really reduced the swelling in my knee and allowed my knee to move. Like it unlocked my knee, unlocked the, the meniscus. So I was able to, you know, at least spar and train somewhat. Uh, so I was like, okay, if, if I'm using this and this is something that I actually have to take, you know, why not make a business out of it? So nice. I uh, started, you know, um, researching and seeing, you know, different stores that would potentially uh, take that. And that's been kind of my focus outside of fight. Interesting. Oh, wild, man. And, yeah. uh, before we let you go, very important. What kind of video games you playing? What are you playing? With? Oh man, I'm I'm playing every. I'm playing uh Call of Duty. The the one game I'm playing a lot is called Chivalry Two. I don't know okay. if you heard of it. It's like a no. medieval game. Um, <laughs> like literally. Just, tell me what is it? Is it what what is it on? With dragons and stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. So it's like a massive multiplayer game. It'll be like sixty people on each side. You have like a giant sword, or a, it's like sword uh. and shield. It's super graphic, like chop people's arm off and they'll keep fighting and all that stuff. It's 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 <laughs> because now, I couldn't fight one of the games that kind of got me through that lull. Things wow. if things go right, which I feel you're gonna do fantastic this weekend. Think about getting an Oculus Quest too. The VR, it's the new. It, it's what's hey man. These kids don't I know what. I'm Oculus telling. Part of my uh, my. Again. Uh, the Oculus was actually part of my training. I, I'd gotten the Oculus a, a while back, and I got this game. Uh, it's like box, like a thrill of the fight. I think it's called. Yeah, it's oh. good. Um, where it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I'll I'll play that game and like get super sweaty and like you know yeah. actually try out the moves that I'm training in practice. If like, you like, it, it's fun. It's fun as hell. Yeah. I, I recommend I'll, it if you like the if you like like the Dungeons and Dragons type thing. Get Blade and Sorcery. Blades and Sorcery. Blade and Sorcery. It's cool, man. You're like in a you got a sword. You're really fucking fighting people. It's, it's awesome. And then Population One, if you like the shooting yeah. game. Population yeah. One is the fucking game. I'm yep, also, they, know, they, know, they might not know me, my name. They know Kamora Savage in that motherfucker. They know my... <laughs> when they see Kamora... When that board comes up and they see the list of people and they see Kamora Savage, Savage in that motherfucker, they know. They know they're in for it, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, AJ. I get a little excited about my video. Oh, man, man, Population One had me for a while. That that was one of those games that I've been playing for a while too. Love it, fucking love it, Jimmy. Yes, get with the cards, man. Get with the I know. I have an Oculus Quest too. I I play chess in it. I like to play chess. <laughs> That's what I do. And I've done a little bit of the Fitbit boxing, whatever the Fit boxing, the Fit a Fit X, whatever the fuck it's called. Fit X. Uh, obviously, I've done in a while. It was good during the pandemic. AJ, have a great fight. Uh, obviously, uh, Armand Petrosian, you know, he had that great uh, uh, fight against Rodriguez, uh, who is extremely tough. I don't know how much tape you watch. Do you watch a lot of tape before you fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen all of his fights pretty much. So you're ready? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. You know, everyone's scared of a stand-up, but I don't know, man. He, he seems a little slow and, you know, kind of throws a lot of naked kicks, so I'm ready to mix it up with him. I think it'll be interesting. Awesome. It was great talking to you. We'd love to have you on again, and... Uh, and uh, have a great fight, man, and look forward to seeing you. 
Thank you so much. And Jimmy, I have to say, man, I, I was a big fan of Opie and Anthony. Oh, big fan thank of Patrice. Really honored to be talking to you. Right now. Oh, thanks a lot, AJ. That means a lot. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank we'll you talk so to much. you again. All right, yes, take sir. care, man. Take care, AJ. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Crypto.com, the official crypto partner of UFC. You've definitely seen their logo on our UFC gear. And crypto is something I'm getting into, so this is really a helpful, helpful site. With over 10 million users around the world, Crypto.com is the fastest growing crypto app, letting you easily buy and sell more than 150 cryptocurrencies. You can even buy Bitcoin with as little as $1. Crypto.com also offers the most popular crypto card in the world. The Crypto.com Visa card offers up to 8% back on most purchases and it comes with amazing perks. 100% rebate for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. If you already own some crypto, did you know that Crypto.com offers some of the most competitive reward rates of the industry? You can get up to 8.5% on your Bitcoin or Ethereum, 12% on your USDC, and more. Find out how much you can earn by visiting Crypto.com. Get $25 when you apply for a Crypto.com Metal Visa card on the Crypto.com app using code UFC 25. Again, it's $25 when you apply for the card using code UFC 25. It's first come, first serve, so act fast. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. All right. Um, thank you very much. AJ Dobson fighting uh, Armand Petrosian on Saturday. And we have a non-UFC guest, which I'm really happy about. Uh, I always like when my friends can come on. Uh, Jack Osborne. Uh, everybody knows who Jack is and has spent the last few years kind of diving into like the paranormal and stuff like that. Everybody associates Jack with the Osbournes, but he spent probably a lot more time investigating what? the paranormal. Wait, wait a second. Are you telling me that fucking Jack Osborne's a ghostbuster? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, um, and I guess he had an experience that, when he was a kid. Hey, don't, don't you know that's bullshit? I don't know. You ask him. Who are you gonna call? Oh, this is from Jake the the uh, Mighty Who are you gonna call? Jack Osborne. Ready? Are you ready? Boo! <laughs> boo, Jake. Hey, boo, Jake. Hey, Jake. Let us do the comedy, all right? Get us the fucking guests. Yeah. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> fucking boo! I'm yeah. I just saw Ernie Hudson too. He was at Sirius XM uh, two days ago or yesterday. Was he really? There yes. he is. Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Very nice to meet you. Yeah. Great meeting you, too. And I'm sure you know Mr. Jim Norton. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uncle Jim. Yes. I was waiting for that. Do you call him Uncle Jim? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've requested it, but he just refuses. Requested it, yeah. You know, he tried to get me to call him Daddy Jim, but that wasn't <laughs> Yeah, no, Daddy was uh, was was quickly shot down. <laughs> By yeah, the way, Jack has four kids. I can't believe you have four kids. I feel like wow. I've been aware of you like before we met, but it's like you you really uh, you're sober eighteen years. Like I can't. It feels like just yesterday I was watching you on uh, on television as a kid. It, it, it's gone by fast. Do you feel that way? You know, it's one of those things. I mean, you know, it's like when you're sober, time goes by really quickly, but also really slowly at the same time. You know, so it's like, I don't know, I, it, 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 when I think about it in the sense of like just flashing back, it feels like it was yesterday. But when I think about everything that I've done since that, it's like, okay, yeah, that was a long How time. old are your children? If you don't, sorry, Jimmy, how old are your children? Uh, 10, 7, 4, and 14 weeks. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Wow. 
That, that's that, that's why. How old are you? If you don't mind, because I mean, I'm 48. I feel like I was. I know time, time is a weird thing. I remember the Osbournes on when it was on MTV, the reality show. So I feel like that was again. I'm sure that was like fucking 30 years ago. But 20, right? 20. Yeah, 20, yeah. it was uh, 2002. It had so yeah, 20. That was that's great. So how old are you now? Uh, I'm 36. I'll be 37 next month. Oh, wow. The weirdest thing was I've been saying I've been 37 for like a year. And I was like, wait a second. I like totally forgot that I was 36. Oh, good. So you're used to it because going yeah. up sucks. But once yeah. now you just kind of have two years of 37. That's not as bad. Yeah, it's like whatever. So you were like, a, you were literally a teenager. You were like 16, yeah. 17 on that show. Yeah. yeah. That's ho- Now, did you, is there any regret showing you, you at that age? Because, you know, that's, you obviously, you don't, you're not the same person. I mean, you are, yeah. but you're not as, as a kid. Well, so totally. when you're like, go ahead. Like, yeah, there's like, you know, we're all, a, I think, a snapshot of who we were as a teenager. So, but like, to that point, I think it's funny how like everyone, not everyone, but a large portion of people still kind of think that. Per- I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how about anyone here, but I'm not the same person I was at 17. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> right. Um, but it was, you know, here's the thing I look at it at the time, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and it's that thing of like, it was such an amazing experience. It was really cool to be a part of something that was that big. Um, and uh, it opened up so many doors to my life. So like as many cons from it, there's quadruple the amount of pros. Right. I guess so. And you've done some fun shit. Like I look at your career since the Osbournes and as you've gotten and like just the fun shows that you're like you're doing what a guy would want to do, which is just stuff that you're interested in. You and your dad go on the road. I mean, how much fucking fun is that? Just hanging out with your dad and going to these cool places, and you just got it, it. It's just a great thing to do because you're enjoying them, and there's. It seems like they're all just kind of passion projects for you. Oh, fully. Yeah. I mean, I I I like to not do jobs which I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really like this. You know, it's it's, I, and I've been really fortunate. You know, and it's. You know, and I, and there's, you know, there's haters everywhere and there's always, oh, you're only doing, you're doing because you're family. But like how many people did reality shows from famous families and have right. a 20 year TV career? You know, it's yeah. Like, a lot of people disappear and then don't wind up going on to something. Yeah. yeah. And so I've just always, it's all I know at this point, you know, I probably, if I, if I had like a real job, I'd be up for retirement in a couple of years, but <laughs> it's one of those things where now that you kind of can do what you want to do, the paranormal stuff, what got you into that? Like, cause I, I go back and forth with whether yeah. or not it's realistic or like, did you ever have an experience in real life? I had, yeah. Like before even getting into it, I, I grew up in like the X-Files era. Like I loved that show yeah. in the nineties. It's all I would watch. I was obsessed. I'd read all the books and it really got me into like the paranormal and UFOs and, and it just been like a dorky little nerd hobby for me. And in 2011, I did a paranormal show for like two years on sci-fi and that fizzled out. And then it just, but like the paranormal world is so, it's very, uh, it, it's probably not too dissimilar for the comedy world or the fighting world. It's like you either, you're either respected and you can make something of it or people just look at you like, yeah, whatever, you know, screw you. Um, and some people really liked the original show I did. And so it kind of gave me credibility in that world, oddly enough, because I really right. like it was about as credible as like a kick in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the um, and so I just, you know, pitched this other show uh, and it's just kind of continued in these last like four years. It's just like all I've been doing. It's been great. 
But the real question is, do you believe in ghosts? Okay, so I it's it's a long conversation, and okay. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and truncate it. Um, I think that there is absolutely something going on. Is it a hundred percent the conscious spirit of a once living human? I don't know, but there's been so many. I mean, fifty percent of the planet believes in ghosts, and I mean, I don't even know how many people have had experiences, but you'll invariably always someone will be like, well, I had this weird thing happen. So for me, I think it's like a, a couple, I think it could be a couple things. One is, yes, it's the spirit of a once living human. Another is, could it be some kind of interdimensional blip where something in another dimension is just kind of popping over for seconds and then leaving? Um, and then, you know, the other, the other kind of, the other one is, is it some unknown energy field out there that we just don't know how to detect, detect kind of like radiation before we figured out what it was that's causing people to have hallucinations, you know, and are we encountering this energy spectrum and people are like, Oh, I just saw something or wow. I just think I heard something. Um, and the other one, actually it could be like mold toxicity, you know, magic mushrooms will cause you to hallucinate. You know, invariably we go and look in these old haunted dilapidated houses probably there's mold there and people are inhaling it for a long time and they could have some kind of hallucination. That's a balanced way to look at it too, because it, it, it kind of leaves, that's another uh, kind of a nod to credibility is like, it could be this or it could be that when you don't have a flag planted so, so deeply in proving it has to be this, you're yeah. open to more possibilities and that makes it more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there have been times where I've seen doors just open on their own, like literally saw a handle jiggle and a door open. And I've been like, all right, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I can't explain that, you know, I'm sure maybe, you know, if we had, you know, 360 degree cameras and laser and all this stuff, you could figure out, well, this was actually because the house shifted and the wind blew. And, but in the moment, I don't know. I mean, was there one know. moment? Oh, God, that's right. Ah, it's nothing. It's nothing important. I would always say, like, because my wife believes in ghosts and stuff. Because uh, our fathers off the boat from Italy. I think a lot of the people coming over, like they, they, I don't know, like old school immigrants. I don't, I don't know what it means, but they've seen something or some. There's stories from like, I don't know what it is about your grandparents and stuff or older people, <laughs> but you hear stories like he was once telling a story how his father was on the bed and he had a lot of demons in him. You know, he had a lot of stuff he had to to, to repent. You know, and uh -huh. that he was. And they, they, he's like, God, they're taking me, they're taking me. And he said in the Italian, so it sounded cool. And then he went to pull him. And he said he felt heavy, heavy, heavy. He goes, so heavy. My, my father, the Lord, zero don't bullshit. And then once he, like, like they gave him or something, he felt light. And then he died or something like that. Like, he felt like, oof. Like, so, I don't they couldn't, they couldn't pull him. So, it reminded me of, like, that scene from Ghost when the fucking – Whatever that guy's name was, this the guy was getting taken by all the fucking demons. Yep. I don't know. Nekavilis. Yes. And then, you know, so my point is I would love to see or feel something like that because that's the way I would know there's something else. So I was yeah. telling my wife that I, I would love to see a ghost. She's like, oh, don't say that. Not in front of me. I go, look, I would love to because that would show me there's something out there on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I wrong with that, Jimmy? No, because I think it's encouraging because at least I'd rather be scared and know that there's some other possibility yes. that when I'm dead, I don't cease to exist. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is, a, it is a kind of weird concept, you know, and like to think that like when you die, it's just all this was just 
that's it now, black. Yeah. It's it kind of depressing. It's really depressing. You're like, I don't know. Like, I, I, and so I understand why people put so much into kind of, you know, faith and the afterlife. I get it. It's a scary thought, you know, and How- like we've all been knocked out. There's nothing that happens there. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Out, you, you've been, you doing some, I've seen some clips of you uh, throwing some hands. Hitting yeah. some talk I, to me about, talk to me about your training. So, I, I started doing, when I was a kid, I did Taekwondo for like four or five years. Uh, and then when I was 19, I went uh, from 19 to about 22 or 23. I used to go to Thailand for a couple months a year and go train at Fairtex. Um, and I did, a, I did a, a fight out there, which is kind of like a half fight because the guy was like 70. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> what an older guy? Yeah, he was older. But, you know, I- it was... I hope he got in that. I hope you punched him right in his mouth. What happened? I did. I did. I definitely. I'll tell you what, though. I checked a kick, and I've I've had a pain in my leg for nearly twenty years oh, from shit. checking his kick. You still feel it? Oh yeah. Um. And, and then for the last like two years, I've just done a deep dive into jujitsu. It's kind of get out of here. Come on, man. What are you how, now? Talk to me about jujitsu. You, are you still a white belt? Which is fine. No, I'm a I'm a blue belt. Jimmy, um, Jimmy, he's a fucking blue belt. I know, it's awesome. This I've is got, great. Uh, I just signed up for my second tournament and just, uh, yeah. I'm, what, where do you, tra- uh, do you, are you train? Where do you train? I train in LA uh, at Street Sports with Crystal Syndra. Okay. Um, he's one of, he was one of Hanat's like uh, first black belts. All right, um, very good. Yeah. So you're, enjoy- you're enjoying your I jiu-jitsu? Love, I love it. I just actually, while I was a little bit late, I just got home from jiu-jitsu. So how, how many days a week do you go? Because I've never, I, I'm such a fucking lazy idiot. I've wanted to train. I just don't. Yeah. I, how long I, you been I doing? Do, I, I try and get three days a weekend, but I'm going to be bumping it up a bit just because of the tournament. But I'm by no means like, I just, I still, like, <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that feels like I'm like, I don't know. I think it's the journey with jiu-jitsu. I always feel like I'm shit, which I think is a great, <laughs> a great mindset because I don't feel like I'm ever like very good. Yeah, but Jack, picture like if you went back in time a couple years and grappled yourself now, what would happen? Oh uh, yeah, no, I mean that. Just- you see, what would happen if you got grappled with that little bird up there, Uncle Jimmy? Yeah, you go. Oh, you love my daddy, huh? You love my daddy. <laughs> listen jack are you ever in long island new york because if you um are- i I'm trying to think i mean i go to new york a bunch and one yeah. of my best friends lives in long island so hey. I was well going- if you're ever out there jimmy will give you my number i own a jiu-jitsu school nice i'll let you strangle me i just got back i have a new knee oh nice I medium knee i got a new knee and i just got back jimmy i was gonna tell you i got back to rolling i'm rolling oh man. good i'm fucking nice. rolling and it makes me so happy how long we got for well, it, I got my new my knee replacement on June twenty eighth. Oh wow! So okay, literally just the last two weeks, I'm starting to. I start by strangling the girls, my my girls. It, it's 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 mutual it's mutual combat, Jimmy. Where it's a friendly thing. I'm not yeah. just going to strangle. They train jujitsu. Yeah. I start with it with the ladies. Then I go to the older guys. When I say the older guys, they're probably around my age, but whatever. And then I just started going with some of the you know. You know, some you know, tough purple belts. My knee feels fucking strong. I'm so happy. Anyway, yeah. I just if you if you love jujitsu, Jimmy, like me and Jack do, you understand when you're off the mat for a bit. It, right yeah, now, you miss it. You miss I go, it. I go stuck. Like if I haven't, if ten days and I start losing my shit, I'm like, uh, I can't, I can't cope. I know, and I'm gonna just bite the bullet and do it. I keep saying that. 
Um, but I'm, are you going to watch 280 this week, Jack, on Saturday? I, uh, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to. I was going to go to Abu Dhabi. Um, and then I had done some change of plans. But yeah, I was going to go with a buddy. Did you want to go just for the fight? Uh, yeah. Well, it was like you, like uh, the good folks at UFC like extended an invite. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Um, and uh, But yeah, it didn't end up coming. Didn't end up working out. Have you gone to a live events before? I have. Uh, I've probably been to like four or five, but I got to say, I prefer watching it on TV. You do? I, you know, if you're not right up on the cage, it's like you're watching the monitors the whole time and you don't get the commentary. Like, right. I, I like watching the TV. I like seeing the playbacks. I like, I think the commentary is great. It's, you know, I think it's a, uh, uh, as far as a, a viewing it, it's you're either got to be at the cage or... Well, well, you'd rather watch I'm, on TV. Yeah, I'm sure you would have very good seats, Jack. And when you're there, it, when you have when that music comes on, they usually be, they don't show this at home on, at home when you're watching it. But when they have the uh, the Who come on with the yeah. and, uh, oh, yeah. O'Reilly, and then oh, it gets you fucking nipples hard. Yeah. At least it does for me anyway. That is that is something you definitely lack at home. <laughs> uh, so 280. What do you think, Olivero or Makachev? Um, I'm taking Oliveira, even though I, I, I think a lot of people think Islam is going to beat him. I, I don't, I don't see Charles losing this fight. I, you know, ad admittedly, I've been more focusing on the grappling world than, uh, than, 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 uh, mixed martial arts as of late. Um, so I'm not the most up to snuff on who's kind of dominating in UFC right now. Sure. I just, you know, I got done watching my, you know, 48 hours of, uh, of the Abu Dhabi games, that was uh. Let, let's talk about that. What and how? How amazing is Gordon Ryan? I mean, it, it's funny. I was talking to my coach about it like two weeks ago, and we were just saying, like, I, I, is there ever going to be a you know a, a grappler as good as him ever? Ever? I don't know. I mean, he's only twenty seven, which is really crazy. He's uh, you know, a pupil under my my very good friend John Danaher. Mm -hmm. who, you know, who's uh, a Henzo Gracie black belt and just a mastermind. And uh, it's just one of those things where, Jimmy, in Abu Dhabi, when you're having a super fight over there, you just have a super fight because you proved yourself and you fight yeah. another super fight, another another guy who was the champion. Or in this case, he had Gordon uh, Gordon uh, Ryan had uh, Andre Gaval, who's one of the best guys who ever did it in Abu Dhabi. Phenomenal black belt. Not only did he have that super fight, he fought in what is it the open division or what I don't what division the, it was the big boy division whatever division it was he went in his own, usually you're not supposed to go in a division because what if you get injured then there's no super fight or what if something happens you know or if you lose it kind of diminishes the super fight he went in his the went in that division killed everybody and then went in the open and then submitted uh, Andre Gaval in the uh, and he was collectively on the like his time on the mat over the entire tournament was like two and a half minutes yeah if you listen to a john danaher he was on the lex friedman podcast <laughs> yeah. that, we should have him on here he's, a yeah, he's very interesting yeah. by the way i saw jason ellis and i told we would love to have him on oh i love jason ellis That'd be yeah, great. yeah but uh you know if you heard him on there about their his specific strategies for each opponent and you know when like he was talking how he like like when he was going with some of the wrestling based uh uh, grapplers like the guys who were heavy with the wrestling, just that you he wanted to just not uh tire himself out, he wanted to get each match done as soon as possible without exerting so much energy. 
So the best way to take out the bigger guys was either take the back or attack the legs. So it's very interesting how he's. So when it was a really like when Nicky Roddy's like, all right, just let him take you down. And because there's a stalling rule. So if he doesn't go to take you down, if you pull guard, you're not allowed to pull guard. It's a negative point. So if you let him take you down, he just gave his, he just gave his leg, lifted his leg up for this big grappler, Nicky Rogers, to pick it up and put him down. He did. He took the bait, took the fucking bait, and next thing you know, he's leg locked. It's really something to see, you know? Yeah, I've heard, I, I haven't watched that tournament. Um, although, I'm Matt, I believe you won in Abu Dhabi. Am I correct? Well, I did very well, Jimmy, back in the day. Yeah. But that was that was twenty something years ago. That's, That's still it's still it impressive. Counts. It still counts. <laughs> it still counts. Hell, I was over there for Abu Dhabi. But uh listen, I I, lo- I love that you're training. And I love that you're a success story because a lot of kids and a lot of even adults, they can't handle fame. You got on television and you went from being, you know, part of the Osbournes, which in my day was a huge show. It was probably number yeah. one on television. It was huge back in the day. Yeah. And you made it through the other side. Now you got a family, you're, you're sober. There's other people, I'm not naming names, they have reality shows, train wrecks, train yeah. wrecks, you know what I mean? With less fame than you had. What do you, how did you make it through? How did you make it through and become a success story? You success story, you and your sister, I should say. You know, I think a lot of it was getting sober. You know, I, I did a lot of work on myself um you know intensely for like two you know from like 17 to 19 i was just like recovery nerd that's all i did um and i it gave me an uh, an interesting understanding of myself which i think at that age unless you are doing you know active kind of self-work you don't really know yourself yet and i kind of figured out that like all right well, what makes me happy what doesn't and i was fortunate enough to be in a really good position to pursue the things that genuinely made me happy and like wholeheartedly. And that was, you know, I did a show for five years in England called Adrenaline Junkie. And that's when I started doing Muay Thai. And I literally traveled the world doing extreme sports and all these crazy adventures for five years. And like where all my buddies went off to college and got degrees, I was like, oh, I filled up two passports. And, you know, I was, I always joke, like I was the original like Instagram traveling douche before Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And does your dad, the paranormal stuff too? I know you promote, you're promoting a new season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, I have a show I did. I filmed it at some of it, our house in England, it's called haunted homecoming. So I go back to England or the County where I grew up and did a bunch of ghost hunts out there. And it was, it was pretty cool. Does and I have to ask you because you're, you're you know Ozzy has had such a a reputation and and so you know from the days of Sabbath on the Black Arts and and kind of that whole world is he a believer uh, or does this give him the creeps or is he involved in this at all with you how does he, he feel about it Okay so my dad is wholeheartedly believes in UFOs and aliens like if I walk into the house chances are he's watching either a World War II documentary on yeah. YouTube or a UFO documentary on YouTube. Like that's his thing now. So he's all down with that. The ghost stuff, I don't, he kind of wavers with it because he'll okay. be like, oh, that's bullshit. And then he'll tell you a story. Well, this one time this thing happened and you're like, okay, so like, what was that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I have the same thing. I think people do where there's something you can't quite explain, but you don't want to commit to the idea that it's a ghost, but you can't say it's not. Um, what's the most horrifying moment you've had like i'm sure there's been one moment in all these hunts where you're like this is really giving me the creeps so we it was it, the first thing that pops to mind is because i've done probably done like a hundred 
like filmed professional ghost investigations. Um, and we were at this place just last year called Hillview Manor in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was the weirdest thing. We were in this, it was like an old, they used to call them poor houses where essentially it was or a poor farm where instead of just like a homeless shelter, you would go work on a farm and they would give you like bed and board and food. Um, and then it turned into like a, a mental health clinic. Um, and the, and we were in this hallway and it was the craziest thing. It sounded like someone was in the hole, like, sorry, in the walls, like smacking it with a hammer. And it was just going all over the place. Like it'd be in front of us, behind us, above us. And, you know, we were like kind of calling out to whatever was there. And like, it literally was, these bangs were so loud. Like you could see, like it was vibrating, like camera equipment that was on the ground. Um, and we were like, okay, this is, it was really, really intense and like freaked us out. And we decided, all right, this could be pipes. It's the, it, you know, we're getting into winter. Right. Older out. Like, is that, is the building like expanding, contracting and causing pipes to bang? So we left a, like a noise activated recording device overnight in this hallway. We came back the next morning to check it. And there wasn't a single noise on that. It got triggered by like traffic outside or you could hear the crew leaving at the end of the night, like 3 a.m. But I'm like, okay, so why was it only right. this noise while we were in this hallway trying to communicate to whatever was there? And it, it really freaked me out because it was, it didn't feel very inviting. It wasn't like the good witch had come to us from the other side. It was like something, something, <laughs> something kind of mean. Something unhappy that you were there. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, when, when you're willing to look at logical explanations, is it the pipes? Is it uh, you, when you're willing to look at that stuff and you actually eliminate it, that, that gives it more credibility because you're not eliminating it because you want something to be true. You, you're actually looking for a real answer. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Now it's silly. And I know it's made by Parker brothers. Ouija boards. Yes. Eh? Okay, so we listen, I've had some experiences with them where I'm like, that's crazy. And if you start getting into like the Ouija board lure and about like the entity that's attached to all Ouija boards, it's like this entity called like Zozo or Z it's something crazy. And there's like this whole kind of theory about this, you know, the Ouija board is is this entity's portal. So whoever has one. You can, it, that's, you're essentially only communicating with this one kind of, I don't want to say demon because he's kind of like a, it, the, the theory is that he's neither good nor bad. He's just kind of like a, some kind of spirit thing that's attached to it. So I don't know. I've had some experiences where I'm like, yeah, dude, you're moving it. And I've had other experiences where I'm like, everyone is barely touching this and it is flying around. I, I had to. I th we buried one in my backyard as a kid. It was, say, it was, it was being very nasty. <laughs> I swear. I mean, it was moving. We weren't moving it. So yeah. it's so funny how I don't believe in a lot of this shit, but that was happening. It was fucking. We weren't moving. It was me and my fucking little brother. That thing was moving. Yeah. So we weren't moving that shit. I couldn't even spell the shit. It was, it was me. Hey, fucking it. It's threatening me. So I don't know, man. I, some of that shit kind of freaks. That's the only thing that I could say. Yeah. All right. Because otherwise, I just I would just be like, yeah, bullshit with everything. But because of that, where, Jack, where can people see your show too? Before we, uh, before uh, we wrap up, where can people see Discovery it? Discovery Plus? Okay, um, so you have the, the the streaming platform. It's great. It's actually like not just talented. It's actually 
it's a pretty good one. There's a lot of stuff on there. If you like crime and 90 Day Fiance and paranormal stuff, it's all there. What's the name of it? Uh, the, the show is called Haunted Homecoming. Haunted Homecoming. And you shot it, uh, a lot of it from, from kind of where you grew up over in England. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look, man, I'm going to be out uh, in L.A. Uh, early November. I'd love to see you. It's, it's yeah. good talking to you. And I'm, congratulations, man. I'm always happy when I see you doing stuff. You're really busy all the time. Thank you. And you got you to give Pearl some stand-up lessons. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, Jax, I, I went to uh, uh, Sharon's birthday, so I saw Jack and the family. And they introduce, uh, we have a comedian who's been on Netflix, and Jack's 10-year-old daughter goes up and was legitimately funny and comfortable on stage it was really crazy she was just doing little cute kid jokes but the the, you can't fake the confidence like the the comfortability of talking to people i'm like she's really comfortable like this isn't bullshit she feels comfortable being up there you must have been very very proud she came up to me and she's like dad i want to go up on on the stage and tell jokes i'm like oh we're in the middle of a party people are like drinking and dancing on the floor i'm not going to stop the party so you can go tell some jokes. She's like, no, I really want to. And I'm trying to like sit because she's never done this. I'm like trying to sure. save it from like, hey, like this could kind of not go the way you think. She's like, sure. no, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, <laughs> this is on you if you end up in tears. And <laughs> she just goes up there and just, I was like, what the, what the shit is this? Like out of nowhere. Your yeah, mom would probably was very happy though because it was your mom's birthday. So she was yeah. probably thrilled to see her granddaughter oh, up there. Being great. Everyone was like, blown away she's actually training jujitsu now too which is great you, you kid nice yeah, yeah. i got my i got three daughters uh 9 11 and 13 they're all training nice so when you come visit you bring your your daughter too that will, will. Yeah. all right all right awesome jack right, I'll, I'll see you soon and uh it's good talking to you man and uh congratulations on the new season you guys have a good one all right pal talk to you soon hey jack uh jimmy Yes, sir. So listen, Matt, that was a great episode. And I will see you on Saturday at my house. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were giving me the, the roll call and everything. I don't think they need me there that early. Do it's I? an early. Well, don't forget, it's an early card. It, yeah, but what am I getting? I will. Right, we'll, we'll get all this. We'll get. Yeah, this. we'll get over. Let me give a proper plug for the fights. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's a 280, the 22nd this Saturday in Abu Dhabi. The prelims start at 10 a.m. Uh, the main card starts at 2 p.m. That is New York time. So 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Forget my yawning. I'm very tired from work. Um, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. 10 a.m. on the East Coast. The prelims are some good fights. If you want to catch AJ fighting uh, Armand uh, Petrosian, that's on the prelims. And then uh, Caitlin uh starts on uh the main card 2 p.m great fucking card and you can still go out and do what you want saturday night so i will see you in a few days thank you to aj thanks to uh Mataj, and of course to uh my pal jack osborne for coming on jimmy i want pizza when i come over there i want pizza they're probably gonna have some from joe's pizza we'll have food i might break my diet i want one of the best pizza places out there you that's said- it joe joe's in the city is the best I, Jimmy, I swear, to, I, if you eat a fucking salad, you better be eating with me. This don't I'm going to eat a little bit, but no, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to go eat a little bit. We'll talk about that. Eat, eat, eat. All right, buddy. Bye, Jimmy. See you in a few days. See you then, pal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 